0: Thanks for joining, everybody. We're going to discuss some some black history things, especially with uh, the month coming to a close. Last day at that. And this gives me a free pass to discuss some history, black history, that is. Otherwise, people will probably be on me, down my throat about it. All right, so uh, for today's lesson, we're going to start out in the book of Song of Solomon, uh, the first chapter. And we wanted to just kind of look at um, some things in history, especially with all of the uh, in the Oxford, Mississippi area, we had a few rallies, um, protests and whatnot for Confederate statue, uh, some people opposed to the Confederate statue. So, we kind of wanted to discuss um, this topic today, especially because this is Black History Month, and so this is the only opportunity that I'll get to freely discuss uh, this message because I don't, I don't try to make any message um, race-based, uh, but. Being a black man, I do see and have seen uh, many instances where race has come into a- effect. I mean, I'm not I'm not waving a help me flag or anything of that nature, but I have seen race come into, uh, come into play. So we're going to begin in the Song of Solomon, uh, verse 1, if you will, Melvin, read that for us, and then we'll drop down to verse 5 to expedite time. <laughs> The
1: song of songs, which is Solomon's, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. We're going to
0: drop to verse 5. Oh, yeah, you
1: did say that. Sorry. I am black, but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon.
0: So right off the bat, we see what this is. Now, there are people that will take this and say, oh, Solomon was a black man. Now, because people... Every race wants to see the people from the Bible be their race. You have um, blacks want uh, Jesus to be black. You have whites want Jesus to be white. The Indians want Jesus to be Indian. Everybody has uh, their personal preference on what they want the Bible, uh, people in the Bible to be. So people have read this and said, oh, Solomon was a black man. But now, read verse 1 for us again, Melvin. Verse 1, the song of songs, which is Solomon's. This is nothing but a song. He tells us plainly in verse 1, the song of songs, which is Solomon's. Now, this is Solomon's song. So that's why when we come to verse 5, because Solomon was the son of David, which is the king of Israel. He was the king of Israel. And so Solomon was a Jew. This man was not black. He is merely singing a song. In verse 5, he says, I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Read verse uh, 6 for us,
1: Verse 6, Look not upon me, because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of
0: the vineyards, but mine own vineyard have I not kept. This man wrote a song from the black man's perspective. The black woman, the blacks, whoever, the African-American, whatever you like to call any black, that's what he wrote uh, this song from their perspective. Not because he was a black man, he was writing it from their perspective. You have the same thing going on today. there's a very viral song going around <laughs> Baby Shark and so you you have grown people jumping around saying Baby Shark I mean grown people are doing this you have children doing this and so if you were to write that song down and write Baby Shark do do doo do 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 <laughs> if you were to write that down You would not say, oh, that person was a shark. No, (laughs) they would just be writing the words down to a song. We have that all the time. People writing from a different perspective than what they actually were. But now God had him write this because he is telling us how we ended up in the position that we have ended it ended up in being black people. In verse five, he says, look not upon me because I am black because the son hath looked upon me now <laughs> the son calls this but I'm not even going to get too deep into that because that take me a while to even go to those scriptures but so he says because the son hath looked upon me my mother's children were angry with me that's how he's telling us how slavery even began my mother's children were angry with me They made me the keeper of the vineyard. That ain't nothing but slavery. The keeper of the vineyards, but mine own vineyards have I not kept. We went and kept another man's vineyard. That's all slavery was. We went and did work while another person prospered from that work, while we received next to none of the benefits. And so that's all slavery was, and that's all Solomon is trying to get us to see. So what better topic could we have, being this is the close of Black History Month, being the close of February. So, now, it's important to know history, to know how to excel in the future, how to propel in the future. But now, a lot of us have taken this, uh, taken history, we want to, especially blacks, but it, this goes for any race, but especially blacks. We want to point the finger at the white man or this person over here or that group and say, This is why we're in the position we're in now. True, some of it played its effect, uh, its role, but we are responsible for ourselves right here in the present. Now, It was our own brothers and sisters that sold us into slavery. See, a lot of people think that (laughs) people went to Africa, they jumped off the boat, and they just started rounding up slaves. Yes, because people, because the blacks there sold their brothers and sisters into slavery. It is the exact same thing that happened to Joseph, a Jew, he was sold by his brothers and sisters into slavery. That's the exact same thing that happened with us. And we sell each other out every single day. You got the people in your own community, your own neighborhood, where you're from. I guarantee it. Those same very people shake your hand, but they got a knife behind their back. They they shake your hand. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I care about you. We brothers. We friends. We buddy, buddy. But. As soon as you have something they want, when you turn your back, they got it. And you wondering, man, how I, <laughs> what happened? To, man, I remember, I can recall a time I had uh, a little scooter. When I was a kid, I had a little scooter. I don't even know what happened to the thing. <laughs> I remember I went and played with the guy down the street, and that was probably the last time I ever seen it. <laughs> and these are people you grow up playing with, your own brothers and sisters, and still... They sell you out. They take what you have. They talk about you. And so this is what uh, Solomon is trying to get us to see. But where do we go from there? See, it's fine to know black history. It's fine to know any history. But where do we move on to? Because the gospel, people don't know it. The gospel was written to poor people. This book is a way to deliverance. This book is trying to show us how to come out of the slave mentality and to move into another mentality that God wants us to have to elevate our minds. And so I want to spend a little time uh, looking at that because we still have this slave mentality today. We've went to school, we've learned a lot of words, We've become uh, very knowledgeable. We've become very intelligent. We can say our ABCs backwards. Some of
1: us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yet and still, we still have that slaves mentality. All we want to do is work on somebody else's dreams, work on somebody else's goals. So instead of us owning our own, owning our own land, owning our own uh, plants, owning our own whatever it is, Uh, Mechanic shops uh, Dealership Owning our own We say no I want to go work for Toyota That's that's my dream job I want to go work for NASA I want to go work for every company out there But my own That's the slave's mentality We've worked so long on somebody else's dream We don't want to work on something for ourselves We say no I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing I like it here I mean they give me A nice little chick And so I'm fine with it. See a lot of people <laughs> We have bought into the slave mentality And don't even know it See even look at welfare That was something Now they called it the war on poverty But that did nothing but put us into poverty You have Households now they incentivize uh, a household without a father figure. They did that. You would get more money for welfare or from welfare, however you want to put it, if you had no father in the house. Now that's going to do nothing, but once especially young girls find out about that, now they want to have a baby, now they want to not even know the father just let me have the baby and now all of a sudden I'm getting this check coming in and, and people think that is a hand up but that's nothing but a hand out and it it's going to keep you on your knees keep you in the same position that you were in when it started see that is the slave mentality that's still plaguing so many of us today and we're so comfortable with it because when we get into a comfort level nobody can tell us anything I know, it, I know everything all of a sudden see mm-hmm. you have people living in projects, living in slums living in these poor uh, neighborhoods and their car costs more than they rent I mean you got people <laughs> they riding in a Mercedes Benz and can't even afford it that's the slave mentality that's all we got to show for ourselves is a nice car Don't even own the house we live in. Because we don't want a hand up. God wants to get us out of that slave mentality. And we're going to see the same thing with the children of Israel. He did the exact same thing. Because (laughs) this book parallels uh, because the children of Israel were slaves. And they struggle with the same thing we struggle with today. Or we struggle with the same thing that they did. They did not want to come out of that slave's mentality. So the preacher has a very hard time dealing with these people. And so because, good God Almighty, it is a hard thing to deal with someone who has been scarred by something. Because no matter what you do, how hard you try to show them, hey, there is a better way. There is something greater for you to achieve, for you to gain. People say, no sir, no ma'am, I don't want it. I'm good right here. I got my little food stamps coming. I got the welfare check coming in. We're going to eat a nice chicken plate tonight, (laughs) and I'm happy. I'm going to go pick up me uh, a six-pack of of beer, a 12-pack, whatever it is. I'm fine. See." Even look at uh, the government. These people, they say, oh, you can't uh, uh, make your own whiskey, but we'll sell it to you, though. See, it's so many things that society does. Now, I'm not promoting um, drinking, but I'm just saying that is the uh, society that we live in. We live in it And then they're going to give you a ticket for drinking They're going to say you are too drunk in public Like it's so many things that society They're putting us in this trap And I don't care what color you are They're putting us in a trap That God wants to free us from But we don't want to hear anything from God We think we know more than God But the problem is Let's look at uh, I'm going to go to Proverbs real quick Uh, because we feel as if we understand everything Uh, but I wanted to get Proverbs 4 and verse I think I want verse 5 Uh yep Uh, get get 5 and then we're going to drop down to verse 6 because this is the problem we're facing today
1: Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7 verse 5 get wisdom get understanding forget it not neither decline from the words of my mouth forsake her not and she shall preserve thee love her and she shall keep thee wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get understanding now
0: here now we're talking about wisdom which here he's referring to knowledge Uh, he says get wisdom get understanding but I'm going to drop to verse 7 he says wisdom is the principal thing that's the first thing he's saying you're going to get you're going to get wisdom first and with all that getting now with all the wisdom that you get You need to get an understanding. That's what we do not have today. We do not have an understanding. My God, I wish I would have had more of an understanding before I went to college. See, college, now people get a nice little degree and they feel like they're better than somebody. Now, I've graduated from college, so I can speak from that position. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I do know people uh, and have talked to people that they give this uh, uh, feel off that they're better than somebody else. They got a degree. They went to pharmacy school. They they went to nursing school. They they did all these things. They got a degree in engineering. Who cares? Like You're no better. Now, in God's eye, now in man's eye, you might look so much better than Tony because you got you a, a doctorate degree. But now, See, that's because you have no true understanding of the world around us. See, in God's eye, we're all equal. The man that ain't never went to school a day in his life is equal with Tony. But the thing is, do we want to be delivered? Do we want a hand up, as I heard one preacher say? So, we have wisdom. Uh, that's what we're going to school and getting. We go and learn A plus B equals C. A squared <laughs> plus B squared equals C squared. See, we go to school. Uh, I can't even remember the slope intercept formula, so I won't even try.
1: Yeah, uh, man, they
0: uh, just said it outside. Plus, I won't even try. But So we man, go and learn why like that. <laughs> all this wisdom. We go and learn a bunch of words. We increase our lexicon. We, we become so elaborate elaborate and elegant and eloquent. Every word you want to name, we become smarter than Webster, even himself. But we have no earthly understanding of the environment around us. See, you have people right now, glory to God, you you have people right now, everybody's so concerned with going to space, going to Mars, when God said there's power in the land. We got people going to space when there's so much power in the land. See, He told the children of Israel he was going to give them a land that flowed with milk and honey. God put everything right here in the land. School never taught me that. School ain't never taught me that. Everything is right there in the land. See, you have gold. See, people want money. You got gold already in the land. We have all the fossil fuels coming straight from the land. We have petroleum. All these things we can get from the land. Either we can grow them, <laughs> look at food, everybody loves to eat, everybody has to eat. You got your food coming right there from the ground, your beans, all of this stuff comes from the ground. Your animals, where do they roam? In the land. See, <laughs> where do you need, you? good God Almighty, everything God uh, wants us to acquire can be acquired through the land. You can create your own electricity from the land. But we don't want to become consumers because we still have the slave mentality. We say, oh, I'll go go work on light poles. Not for myself, though. I'll go do it for energy. I'll go do it for every company out there. But now, why not you own that company? So I just don't want to deal with a headache. Ah, No. (laughs) I just... I'm just comfortable. See, (laughs) we don't really want a true blessing from God. We don't. We are fine in the positions that we're in because we have no understanding. We say we have understanding. I mean, you got so many people who have graduated schools and got no understanding. I listened to a a video of a guy at the protest um, this past think it was Saturday, uh black guy, and this man, he was pro-Confederate statue, and I don't care uh, what kind of statue the man wants, or any other person out there, I don't care what kind of flag you want to hang in your room, Uh, man, this material stuff, that's something somebody made with their hands or a machine, why would I get so upset at you about uh, oh, I want a, a brick statue I want a, a stone statue I, I don't care about any of that stuff my concern is are we going to be saved are we going to do the will of God but so now this man he's out there now, <laughs> this man I listen to uh, I listen to this speech this man gives black man Uh, This is the only black man that I've seen uh, for the Confederate statue out there. I'm not saying there's not others. I'm sure there are. I know there are. I've talked to people there are. Uh, But so he was the only one in front of um, this protest. And so he's giving this speech, and he's saying a bunch of ludicrous things. Uh, (laughs) And he says he's thankful for the southern white man. For how he brought us to our master and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know where he got that from because <laughs> salvation was to the Jews first. But either way, I'm not even trying to discuss that. But he closes off his uh, his speech by saying, above all else. Now, he's even mentioned God. But above all else, even God Himself. Now, this is the hypocrisy in people's speech today. We say, oh, yeah, I trust in God. But above all else, though, I trust in this 45. <laughs> I trust in this pistol more. I don't trust God now. I don't trust God to save my life. I only trust in this pistol. But now, that's not what He said. That's just something I've heard people say. But now, at the end of His speech, He said, above all else, keep your trust in the Southern white man that's nothing but a man in the slave mentality why now I'm not against any person I don't care if you from uh, if you southern northern <laughs> middle eastern I don't care where you're from I don't care what color you are because I know God does not care but I'm, I'm gonna just move on i have just seen and I see it from everybody I mean if you talk to anybody about political things you'll see people immediately when they find out something came from a Republican they say oh oh, I know that's not that's not real if you see if you hear a Democrat if they if they hear something come from a Republican they say "Oh, I know that's not I know that's fake because a, a Republican said it and vice versa you hear that from all these sides and I'm like man we have no understanding today we are fighting we are killing each other we hate each other over silly things. Over things that have no bearing on our salvation. But God wants us to understand what's going on. He wants us to know more. Let, but Real quick, let's go to uh, numbers, numbers 12. Because um, racism and prejudice, uh, these things... <laughs> I talked to one man... And uh, they begin to tell me how racism is dying out. How uh, all of these—it's really satanic. <laughs> all of these devices by the devil himself—they are dying out. But if now, if people had a true understanding, we would know this isn't so. Let's look at Numbers 12, and we're going to see, starting at verse 1, we're going to see this was going on 2,000 plus years ago. And this will continue, if God permit time, to go 2,000 more years. Racism will never leave, my friends. Why on earth would we go around and focus on that? Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm saying we focus on it to the degree that we think We cannot succeed because we can. I don't care who discriminates against you at any job. We can have our own jobs. That's what God wants us to see. We shouldn't be so concerned with going to another person to get a job. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, or whoever. God wants all of us to have a job. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're Asian. He wants the Asian man to have a job for himself. So now let's look at racism here. Starting at verse one. Yes, sir.
1: And Miriam and Aaron, Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman.
0: Now, now a lot of people have never seen this. Miriam is Moses' sister. Aaron is Moses' brother. Aaron is a priest. Moses was a Hebrew. He's an Israelite. He married an Ethiopian woman. Now we know Ethiopia is from is in Africa. He marries a black woman. They spake against him because he married an Ethiopian woman. They weren't happy about it. It's the same thing going on today. You have people that say, oh, we're not racist. We're not prejudiced. But still, if you get married to someone they know, they they got a problem with it. They're not going to let their children marry outside of their race. Not if they can help it. Friends we will always face this If you have understanding You will know that No law is going to change that I don't care what law people make To this day God said thou shall not kill We still doing it every day To this day uh, The law in the United States If you murder someone And get caught You will be taken to jail Or at least they're going to try you They might let you go free But they're at least going to try you And so the laws are there to protect against it. But you have people getting murdered every day. This very second. This very second people are still going through this. People are still doing the exact same stuff that God is against. But if we have understanding. We will know. God will protect us through it. If you're really trying to do his will. Because he has something for us to do on this earth first before he'll ever allow that stuff to happen to us so i'm not saying anybody was outside of god's will because they got murdered i'm not saying that but god is more powerful than we know see we trust in guns we trust in and my brain we trust in science everything in this world over god but we're talking about the creator but so anyways let's let's move on and they said hath the lord indeed
1: spoken only by moses Hath he not spoken also by us? So. And and the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and unto Aaron, and unto Miriam. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And and they three came out.
0: So (laughs) they, these people get mad at Moses for marrying outside of his race. And then they start talking off at the mouth and say, oh, does God only talk to Moses? Do he not speak through us also? See, everybody feels like they got a word from God. Everybody feels like, oh, God told me to tell you this. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people get this same mentality and start thinking God is now they're the preacher. Now they're the prophet. But so we're going to see what happens here. And I'm not going to spend too much time because I want to run to one other place. Uh, I'm sorry we're a little crunched for time today but
1: Uh, and the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and they both came forth and he said hear now my words if there be a prophet among you I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house with him will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the Lord shall be beheld behold shall he behold wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my
0: servant Moses now that's us today we're not afraid <laughs> we not afraid to, get, to speak against the prophet that God sent here now um, to save some time I'm going to drop down uh, and have you read uh, verse 10 but so God gets angry. He calls all three of them, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, to straighten this out because now they've offended God. They made God angry. So drop down to verse 10. We'll just see how this concluded.
1: And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow, and Aaron looked up, look upon Miriam and behold, she was leprous.
0: Now, <laughs> God plagued her with leprosy because God is not okay with racism prejudice no matter what it is but at the end of the day like I said friends it's going to happen I'm not going to spend every night thinking about that I'm not going to travel across uh, I'm not going to travel to California to go out there and do a rally just because I want to fight racism now if you want to do it my friend go ahead but I will argue you have no understanding because I don't care if people take down whatever symbol that we uh, feel is prejudice or racism, it does not matter. Let them take the statue down, and like I said I'm not for or against the statue, I don't care, because I understand that it's not going to change anything. Let, let, Let them take the statue down and see if those people still have that same feeling for you in their hearts. Let them take it down Our lights are leaving us. (laughs) Let them take the statue down. Let them take any flag down. Let them take any uh, material item down. And see if people are going to actually love you then. See if that, that whatever it was was stopping somebody from loving you. It was not. It is a heart condition, friends. We need desperately the scripture, the word of God. See, this book will cause me to love my enemies. This book will cause me to love those same very people. And some of you out there today. Those same very people that say, No, I don't like Tony. Because he didn't want to come to the rally. <laughs> <laughs> because he talking against the rally. See, because people are going to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying, It's not going to change. See, people... You have the million man march. Now people now we had a lot of black people went out there and and these are some good things but I'm saying if we had understanding we could have delivered ourselves from the affliction from our situation you had over 400,000 people at the Million Man March people went from all over the world up to Washington D.C. now if I went to Washington D.C. especially back during those times traveling from Mississippi tell me how am I going to get there Tell me who I gotta pay to get there. I gotta take a train. I gotta take a bus. I gotta get there somehow. I gotta spend gas money. I gotta spend food money. I gotta live in a hotel, a motel. Tell me who you paying to get over there. That same very person that you're wanting to go protest against. So tell me had that 400,000 people come together Put all of their money together and say, hey, we're going to come together. We're going to work together ourselves, despite what anybody else out there says. Despite what anybody else does to us. We're going to come together, work together. Good God of mine, how much how much could you accomplish if you had 400,000 people together? Even if everybody had $1, how much could you accomplish? How much could you do? But see, we are divided. We have the crawfish syndrome. We don't want to see somebody else. Uh, excuse me, the uh, crab syndrome. We don't want somebody to climb up and reach a new height, and we're still down there. We want to drag them back down with us. But let's real quick, um, let's let's look at uh, chapter thirteen because God asked them a question. He said, "Look, why were y'all not afraid to speak against Moses? Because this is my prophet here." That's somebody I chose. Let's read uh, chapter 13, starting at verse 1. Uh, I'm sorry, 14. Chapter 14, verse
1: 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. All And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt,
0: or would God we had died in the wilderness? good God Almighty now they now we just seen Moses own sister and brother murmur against him talk against him now this man has to deal with it from the whole congregation all of the uh, Israelites and I can't even remember how many it was out there but it was a ton of people so now these people said look God want us to die in Egypt Or he wanted us to come out here and die in the wilderness. They had just sent spies to a land that God already promised he was going to give it to them. See, God promised us so many things and we say, I just don't see how it's going to happen, God. So then we start doubting God and then we take it out on the man that God sent to us to tell us what he wants us to do. We say, "Ah, God don't want us to do that. Why would God want us to do something like that? (laughs) So we take it out on the messenger I mean really friends if you want to get mad at somebody you got to get mad at God <laughs> <This is> where... <laughs> at the end of the day but
1: go ahead Melvin. and wherefore hath the Lord brought us into the land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be at prey were it not better
0: for us to return into Egypt they said should we not go back into bondage into slavery that's what we had today friends <laughs> we want to go back into slavery we do not want now people say oh no I don't want to be in no chain." I'm not talking like that I'm talking about in your mind see we do not want to let go of the things that are continually holding us down I mean you have people right now I've known uh people from back where I was from you'd have uh People drinking excessively to the point where they're having liver failure. They go to the doctor. The doctor tells them. They get out, still do the same thing. I mean, have a surgery. (laughs) Knowing this liquor is killing them, still do the same thing. They want to go right back to that bondage, to that same trap that's killing them. And we are the same way. We love things so much and say, I'm comfortable here. I want to stay where I'm at. And that's where the Egypt, uh, the Israelites found themselves. They said, we want to go back to Egypt. You know why? Because it was a set schedule in Egypt. See, they went out there, worked the same times every day. <laughs> they worked the day shift and the night shift, the first, second, and third shift. And so they go to work. They know they were going to get their meal at a certain time. They know they're going to get a glass of water, a a, a cup of water, whatever you want to say, at the same time. They say, oh, yeah, I know it's coming. They were comfortable, but now God took them out of that, and now they don't know how to respond. So they're fighting the very people God chose to lead them out of captivity, and that's all God wants to do for us today, friends lead us out of captivity this Bible, this the gospel is written to the poor because he wants to deliver us this Bible talks about money more than it talks about almost any other thing in one place he said money is the answer to all things, not the love of money he says money is the answer but now the love of money is the root of all evil see we, we, we don't have an understanding Let's let's keep going down
1: and they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel.
0: Then and and, hold on a second. These people said, Hold on, let us pick somebody. Because the stuff that Moses and Aaron saying, we don't want to hear that mess. Let us pick somebody else. We're gonna pick our own captain. We do that same thing today. God sent somebody here. We said, I don't want them. (laughs) No, sir. I just don't like. It's something about them. I just don't like. I don't like what they be saying. I don't like something about them. Friend, you cannot tell God who to choose. So they said, let us pick our own captain. And so here in verse 5, we're going to see Moses and Aaron. They fall on their face and started praying. And Joshua, the son of Nun,
1: and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, when, which were of them that searched the land rent their clothes and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel saying the land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land
0: the land the land the land the land God has always wanted us to go to the land see I keep telling us society has put a slave's mentality on us see society says move to the city limits you ain't gonna own no land in the city limits friends and if you do, it's going to be very scarce. How are you going to grow peas in the city limit? How are you going to uh, build infrastructure? How are you going to do so many different things in the city limits? Because you are limited. See, it's before our eyes and we don't even see it. I didn't see it. There's so many things God is continually trying to show us power in the land. And that's what he wanted to give to these slaves. And my black brothers and sisters, we are struggling with the same mentality today. We were in slavery for so long. We have been getting handouts for so long, welfare, so many government programs, that now when somebody wants to elevate us to a new level, we say, I just want to go back to what I was doing. I just want to go right back to Egypt. I want to go right back to my old ways because I was comfortable like that. What you're saying, oh, that's not gonna work anyways. See, that's that's one of our <laughs> biggest problems. We wanna be comfortable.
1: We wanna do like what makes us feel right all the time, but mm-hmm. it's not how God operates. It's the fact that when you're uncomfortable, you can probably feel like you're in the right, right place.
0: <laughs> God is going to make us uncomfortable because that's the only way you're ever going to trust him. That's the only way. How can you trust someone when you're comfortable? We're not trusting God. We don't have we don't have a reason to trust Him if we're comfortable. I got everything I want and everything I ever need right here. Why you don't even need to trust Him? <laughs> Everything's already straight. So uh, now we see uh, these men. It says they rent their clothes. They they tore their clothes off. Now you got naked preachers out here trying to get these folks' attention, trying to get them <laughs> look break away from this mentality y'all have lost y'all's mind y'all want to go back in bondage back getting whipped back working on somebody else's vineyard back working for somebody else and that's all you're going to do is get a meal that's all we doing today we just get a meal we take our check see slavery is so different today we just but as yet yeah, it's the same thing we take our check all we do is go buy food clothing and a place to live but in those times where slavery was legal, they gave all that to you. But now they just give you the money, and you go do the same thing that they were gonna do for you, <laughs> instead of freeing yourselves, instead of not trying to uh, just have enough to make ends meet. I mean, we so many of us have went to school, and I know because I'm a victim. We went to school, and we're in more debt than. And we were when we began. And where has it gotten us? I'm not saying school is bad. I'm not saying that at all. Because school has definitely done a lot of great things for me. But what I am saying is. We have to break away. School is great. Go to school. But understand the world around us. The things that are in society that are continually holding us down and that goes for any race It does not matter what race there's things in society holding all of us down and God wants to bring us all together whether you're black, white, blue, purple he wants to bring all of us together it's not a race thing it's not a gender thing whether you're male or female he wants all of us to come together because that's love so let's let's finish this on out Melvin
1: if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey.
0: God's gonna give it to you.
1: Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are breed for us their defence. They are bred with us, their defence is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation
0: Good before all the children of Israel. Good God Almighty. Now, these men tore off their clothes, started preaching, said, look, God's going to give us this land. God wants to do it. Did they, Look at how fast we forget stuff. God had just brought them out of the land of Egypt, destroyed their enemies. They forgot it already. They said, let us go back. <laughs> let, let's go back. This ain't nothing but us today. Let us go back. <laughs> the same things that's been holding us down, we say let let's go back. I know this is killing me. This is hurting me every week. But I got to go back to it. it. It just it just feels right. I'm I like it. It is what I want. Friend, you can have it, but you will never come up to the level that God wants you to be. So here In verse 10, now after these men preached, begged them, pleaded them, that God is going to protect them. Don't fear these people that are on the land that God wants to give you. They still said, look, let's kill them. I'm I'm tired of hearing their mouth. Let's get rid of these preachers. Let's kill them. Now, this is us. God has sent people here. To help us. To get us to the level he wants us. But we are continually trying to destroy them. To tear them down. To say let's kill them. Let's get rid of them. I don't want to hear nothing they got to say. That's us. God had to come down in the glory. In verse 10. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord uh, Go ahead and read verse 11 uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And the Lord said unto Moses How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be here They believe me For all the signs which I have showed among
0: them uh, How long is it going to be friends? Before we believe God He's shown us so many signs today How long is it going to be Before we believe him Before we take him serious before he can elevate us out of a slave's mentality out of that mindset of oppression and depression so that's what I want to discuss today we're going to wrap it up kind of early today but God is calling for us um, to have more than what we have to think differently than what we think to not be a victim of the past. To not continue to hold on to the past because God God says forgive. I know blacks that won't forgive whites. I know whites that won't forgive blacks. I know so many. It ain't just one side. God is calling for greater though. Will you be the one? Will you be the one to take heed to his word? So that's the question that I leave with everyone out there. As we wind it down and uh, I'll give you an opportunity to say so. <laughs> Man, it's so much
1: stuff to say, but I like like I say, um, we're on a very strict time schedule. We're not really even supposed to be in the room right now because <laughs> I thought I reserved it for tonight and I didn't, and we have people steady walking by giving us a weird look. So we're gonna go <laughs> and get out of here, but I just want to say one quick thing. It's about time that we start taking the Bible seriously. The Bible has all the answers. And we look everywhere else but in the Bible. We mm-hmm. trust in our guns, bodyguards, <laughs> whatever we may have. But God, guys, But we, if you we have questions about anything, get in this Bible. Then I know some people will be in the Bible, but they don't take it take the whole Bible for what it is. All Scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost, but yet people want to go to one Scripture and it's like, I believe this, but that, no, I don't see it. Like, in Acts chapter 2, we see that we have to get baptized in the name of Jesus and get the Holy Ghost. We have groups that stop at the baptism and say, yeah, we we believe in baptism in Jesus' name, but you don't have to get the Holy Ghost. Then we have groups that are the exact opposite. (laughs) Then we have groups that accept both of those things But they don't do what the rest of the book of Acts says So another example is People will try to explain how they're saved All the time In one of the books from Romans to Revelation Romans to Revelation Is written to the churches that are already saved They all had to do what the church in Acts did Acts is the first church Acts laid down the blueprint And all of the other churches had to follow that so, I mean, I could say a lot more, but like I say, we're going to go and get out of here. But um, I appreciate, we appreciate you guys for listening. Definitely. And, yep, yeah, this is a lot shorter than how we what we <laughs> usually do. So I hope everybody has a blessed rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next, next see time. See you guys.